1: A show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hi everyone, Om Shanti and welcome to America Meditating Radio in collaboration with The Next Normal. I'm your host, Sister Dr. Jenna. It's my pure wish to see how these two worlds, India and the rest of the world, especially Indian America, actually come together to share their gifts and their talents. There's something that's been very deep in me from a child being half Indian and half African and just looking at the world from this particular lens within my consciousness that I just don't take sides. I just know there's a solution. There's a way for everyone to be happy. So this particular program and show is all about bridging divides. It's about us being able to acknowledge and recognize what are your strengths and how can we work together to make the world a better place. My special guest today is a phenomenal woman who's basically just living out her life. But yet her living of her life is phenomenal. And yet to her, it's all Allah. It's all God. Everything is fine, right? And we want more of this energy in the world so that we can Reduce the energy of ego and really allow the energy of truth and divinity and love to come forth. But let me introduce her just a tad bit, and of course, these introductions never tell the full detail of the depths of these incredible individuals on our planet. Born in the Sindh and Hindu traditions in Rajasthan, India, Salma Arastu embraced Islam and moved to the United States in 1986 as a woman, artist, And mother, she works to create harmony by expressing the universality of humanity through paintings, sculptures, and calligraphy. At birth, though, she was given the life-defining challenge of a left hand without fingers. Seeing the unity of an all-encompassing God, she was able to transcend the barriers often set forth in the traditions of religion, culture, and cultural perceptions of handicaps. Now, her personal triumphs have been defined and shaped by the simple principle of faith in the divine as the compelling force which has guided her life and her work. Salma is a graduate in fine arts from Maharaja Sayaj Ro University in Baroda, India, and has presented her work and given talks at Stanford University, the Commonwealth of San Francisco, Seattle University, Graduate Theological Union at Berkeley, to name just a few. As a visual artist, she has had 45 solo shows nationally and internationally, has won several prestigious awards. Her public art pieces are on display in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, San Diego, California, and she has written and published five books on art and poetry. Her new book, which we will talk about today too, is titled Our Earth Embracing All Communities. Let's welcome. Salma Arastu. Salma, very warm welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity.
1: Listen, your parents were Hindus who fled their home in Pakistan in the 40s when things were really, really rough. And you were born in Rajasthan, India later, but you overcame your family's resistance and converted to Islam. What led you to make that decision?
0: The decision was just because. To be very honest, this man just offered love and he did not care if I had my fingers on the left hand or not, whether I'm Hindu, whether I'm Sindhi, he just said that he loves me. And I think that love was so pure, so true within me. I could feel that vibrations and somehow I felt it's ordained from my God that's how I was brought up. From the childhood, my mother led me towards God. And she said, he will take care of you. Just call him, he will answer you. She was very spiritual. And she also gave me this faith that we are all one. As I was growing up in Ajmer. Ajmer is a city in Rajasthan, which is also a very important place for Muslims, as well as Hindus, because of Pushkar and the masjid there. So this is what she was. She came from Pakistan, she lost everything. She lost her home and all possessions, but still she was of this faith that we are all one. And at the same time, she gave me this that if you don't have your hand, there's a reason why God created you in this world. So you have to find that reason. And somehow, right from childhood, drawing and painting became that vehicle for me, and writing also. So this is how I was growing up. And when I met this man, he offered me, and I accepted, despite I upset my family a little bit. I know my brother was very angry, but my mother was with me. And I'm so grateful because she said, now it's your destiny, but my blessings are with you.
1: Selma yeah. how old were you?
0: I was 21.
1: Okay, so you were pretty adult. So it wasn't like puppy love at 15, 16, 17.
0: Huh? No, in fact, you wouldn't believe I tried my best to avoid it. But when continuously I felt from inside me that this is where I have to go, this and is accepting nice. Islam was not a problem in my heart because my God was saying, I'll come with you.
1: Yes, it's sort of sad the way the world has defined the religion of Islam and how they have blamed Islam for so many things. Even educated people think like that. And I've had countless conversations with people. The religion is not the problem. It's the people who propagate the religion. So... There's a misunderstanding, and I think once we can understand that, don't put every Muslim, every Jew, every Hindu in the same box. They're not. These are individuals who are comfortable with a belief system, are comfortable with a culture, are comfortable with a ritual. But it has everything to do with the individual, and your husband sounds like he was one of those good examples for Islam. Your paintings use Islamic calligraphy in non-traditional way. Tell us about your work, how you got started, and the message that your art conveys.
0: Yeah. So as I told you, I got married that time, 21, 22. I was just in my master's final year. After marriage, he didn't want to stay in India because of the conflicts in the families. So he got a job in Iran. And we moved to Iran stayed there for three years before the revolution and somehow I was so fascinated by the calligraphy on the mosques and every place in Isfahan and I was just trained as an artist and I was doing abstracts but this calligraphy set in my heart like you know I can't describe it but it was sitting deep in my heart I used to copy that the lyrical line and then got inside inspiration to learn Arabic to learn Quran because till then I hadn't learned about it that sense you know like I learned how to pray as soon as I got married because without prayer, I cannot live. So I had to pray and I knew I have a different ritual to pray. And I accepted that and I was doing it. But here I was really involved and I tried to learn the calligraphy. I mean, not the classical way, but I started copying it and tried to learn Arabic because I want to know what these words convey. So that has been a long journey. Like slowly, nobody pushed me. Nobody really told me you have to do this. But it was my inner need. And slowly, my Allah has directed me. And I'm so grateful today. I found the miracles and I found the magic in this. Whatever you say.
1: (laughs) Tell me something. What's the spiritual connection with calligraphy and the soul? Because there's something so beautiful in it. I've seen it in Japanese writing, in Chinese writing, in Arabic, in Hindi. There's just something That connects the soul, you know, like with Hindi, Urdu, Sindhi, or Arabic, the strokes are different than I look at Japanese or Chinese. How do you feel it connects to you at a soul level?
0: I really don't know, but all I know, this lyrical line in Arabic especially, which I was really taken so deeply because it connects me to humanity and to my God. Somehow, I can't tell you, but as an artist, I feel it. And because I was so spiritual, and I think also after learning Quran, after knowing the meaning of the words, it gave me more sense into these lines, that they are so full of meaning, you know. So that gave me more faith, and that's how it became more clear in my work that this is where I want to go. So it has been developed over years.
1: I love how things have a way of organically emerging in our lives and we might have planned one thing and then the destiny in the universe says, you know what, I've got something else in store for you, so don't think you are fully in charge. You know, in America, we've been seeing a lot of scenes, and we've been through a lot too. 9-11 was no less. I can't believe that event even ever took place. Bye. But as a result of 9-11, Muslims were really being questioned and they were treated really, really bad. How did that affect you and why did you start to take your art to the public? What was the message that you wanted to convey?
0: Yeah, see, being an artist, I was in a community which were broad-minded. Luckily, I was in Pennsylvania that, 2001. And I have visited World Trade Towers, and it was very dear to me. And I was attached to that place. And when I saw this thing online, it was a shock to me as well. And in fact, my daughter's wedding was fixed around that time. And so immediately we postponed it. Because I didn't want anybody to get hurt because we are Muslims. So we postponed it. That's a part. But it had direct impact on me. And I felt my God brought me from Hinduism to Islam. There is a reason for that. Why did he do that? As you said, universe has planned for us. And somehow that's the time I felt he wants me to be using my skills to let people know what Islam is. It was such an important task for me, coming from within. And I said, I have to do this. I want to bring the positive of Islam to mainstream in America. Maybe that's why he brought me all the way from Rajasthan to America. Who knows? That's what I believe. Yes, and I tell I... you, yeah. You never know. You never know what's <laughs> so I... in the journey. So yeah. coming from a Hindu
1: background and from very traditional parents who endured a lot with the rift in Pakistan in the 40s, where the Brits really played a very big role in that, what is your definition of Islam?
0: It's peace. Allah is one and the whole humanity is one. This message is enough for me. Because I have seen enough caste system in Hinduism. I feel so sad about the community there. And when we came to America, I thought, wow, I'm in a melting pot. Like everybody is same. Gradually, I have learned a lot. That root system is again the caste bound, you know, like how things work here. And recently I've been reading this book cast also, so it has really impact on me. So what I'm trying to say, that Islam gives me that peace because it tells me there's one humanity. There's no difference. The king or the slave or the white and black and anyone is sitting together in prayer. So that is such a great feeling. That's what I'm looking for in my work, to bring people together on one platform. I'm looking for the circular paradigms, not the power paradigms. So this is perfectly fits my personality, I think. It's like Allah brought me here. I'm really grateful. Beautiful. And I'm grateful to my mommy because my mother was like this, though she was Hindu, but she always said we are all one.
1: Very, very, very important. You know, a lot of us talk about becoming one or having oneness, but we ourselves are divided within our own emotions and feelings and We can't even get along with our kids or our spouses or our in-laws. But yet we talk about wanting to be one. When we talk about oneness, what does oneness look like to you? For me, it looks like everyone on the planet having self-esteem.
0: Exactly. And so like nobody has a problem with anyone, you know? I know. Justice and dignity for each and everyone. That's the dream I have. And that is the oneness. And Allah has given us that. We, the human beings, we are forgetting the message. We are not looking at Quran properly. We are not reading it properly, not understanding. He has given justice and equality to all. The men and women, the king and the slave, or rich and poor. Like, there's no difference there. Everything is in our mind, unfortunately. So I look for that oneness, and I pursue that in all my efforts, not only paintings, my writing, and also I have my social media, I have a oneness group. So I'm seeking oneness all the
1: time. It's interesting when we start to really check into what the part is in the soul, because we all are souls, we're all the Ru. You know, we've all entered the body to express what is recorded in the soul. And, you know, I find you being very intuitive where you could identify the fact that for you, it's about a oneness journey. For me, it's about love and working together for a greater cause. Like, no matter how many discussions I might get involved with or any decisions that I make, at the root of it, is there love in what you're doing? And are you willing to work together as a team to make some big difference happen, you know? So we all have like that call that's going on at a soul level. So you are an author again. So congratulations on, let me look at my paper so I can get it clear, Our Earth Embracing All Communities. Please tell us what's in that book. What can okay. we expect?
0: You know, as I told you, I've been reading Quran very regularly, and uh, I bring out the verses which talk about love, unity, friendship, and oneness from Quran, and I've been doing this large painting since the last 12, 15 years. But since last three years because I'm very conscious about the ecological damage we are doing you know I can't deny that so it so happened but suddenly I started finding verses in Quran in my everyday reading which talk about the ecological consciousness I thought my is telling me to go this direction you have to save the humanity you have to bring the earth back and the beautiful gift that he has given us so somehow You wouldn't believe. I did a lot of research online in Quran and the descriptions, and I picked up 40 verses. There are many, but the 40 verses to begin with, and not at the same time, I picked a few. I started paintings on that. And basically, I was trying to convey Allah's message about the ecological consciousness to the world. So... I'm so grateful that it happened. And last year, because of pandemic, I was sitting in my studio all the time. And I was working on this project. I got the grant for this project from East Bay Community Foundation. Last March, I got it. And it was a perfect time because from March until August, I was sitting in my studio completing my project. Though I had already done six, seven paintings. But then now I took up these 40 verses and tried to complete the project. So I had the verses with me only and the painting. But I wanted the descriptions also. I was so lucky to find Dr. Basma Abdul-Daffar. She's in Canada. I met her through Zoom meetings and she's an amazing scholar. And I don't know how to say it. Simply in plain words, she explains Quran to you. So I asked her to kindly write the description for my book also. So she did a beautiful descriptions. I got a beautiful essays from Imam Zed Shakir and Desi Khan and other good, well-known people. And Alhamdulillah, so I did the self-publishing. That's true. This year in February, it was published. But now I have to tell you the best part, the blessing that Allah has given. Basma Abdul Ghaffar showed this book, her publisher, Makazit.org, And they loved it. And they said this has to reach each and every one. So they have taken up the big publication and the distribution. It's going to be published in Italian and English. And worldwide distribution. So, see, these are blessings from Allah. I didn't know, I had only the intention that I want to bring out these. You must
1: be so thrilled about that. Because you're actually fulfilling a call, and the call is being recognized by the world.
0: That is the beauty, you know, if you remain submissive to Allah. That's what I believe. So, let me
1: ask you something. What would you tell somebody who seems to be stuck? in believing that Islam is like this. I mean, I've heard so many varying conversations, oh, Muslims are like this, or Muslims are like that. And I go, what do you mean? I don't understand. I've met so many beautiful people who are practicing Islam. And so I kind of get very concerned when individuals generalize people, especially in religious packages. So let's say that you bumped into somebody who is anti-Muslim. What would you tell them?
0: I would tell you the same thing. Like, I'll talk about the love. I said, you haven't seen the beautiful part of this flat. You haven't known which you should know first. Because that's the main problem. We are in fear of other ones because we don't know. That is the main thing, the ignorance. So I try my best. In fact, right now, I'm getting involved into holding groups coming together on Zoom to organize these groups. And I call it so that you know each other. If you know in the verse of Quran, it says that Allah created all human beings from one pair, one Adam and Eve. And then the whole communities were created from that. And he made you into nations and tribes. He doesn't say he turned into races and religions. or No, he says nations and tribes so that you know each other. And that verse is sitting in my heart. And I always talk about this verse to anybody whom I meet who is talking against Islam. I said, come, we'll talk about it. Because Allah created us to know each other. He didn't create us to dislike each other or argue or hate each other. But we have to know each other. It's so important. So I insist (laughs) in a loving way. I don't try to give sermons and all that. But I said, come and see my art, read my poems, I share. That's what I do. But luckily, Alhamdulillah, I should say, I don't find in my circle anybody so angry or staunch. That's so so beautiful.
1: That's so beautiful. We need to have friends that are vibrating at a much higher level of consciousness. Do you happen to have any of your poems off the top of your mind that you could recite one for us today?
0: So this one is about Islamophobia. I did this painting and I wrote this poem. Allahu Akbar. It is a call to my prayers. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. I pray every morning, every day, every night with gratitude in my heart and in my mind. God is great. God is great. God is great. The terrorist comes and hijacks this phrase of mine, seeking Allah's help for an action not right. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And media picks up, interprets, killer God is great. Who is giving permission to kill the innocent? We respond with fear, hatred, and violence. Leaders rise to ban the Muslims' call to pray, creating more chaos upon chaos. All this is happening because of our ignorance. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And now this one is very important, just the one poem. I call it Ocean of Humanity. Do not lose faith in humanity. It is vast, limitless, spread out ocean. It does not get dirty with a few drops of dirt at one end. On the other end, look at the sparkling waves gushing forward to cover it. No evil human powers can destroy its beauty. They only cry for our attention and invite us to advance with force and dignity. Do not shake with fear at the mere bomb blast or several gunshots. Rise with determination like these waves. Do not stop at these are only warnings sent in lots. Move with intention to clean and heal the naked wound of humanity. Do not blame anyone, as the evil ones are also part of this humanity, designed and destined to be with us to test our humanity. Ignore them and learn to live with patience and power to heal. It is within you, O humanity. Humanity is an ocean, life-giving and eternal. Can few drops of evil destroy this glorious unity? I believe in it, so I just wanted to read
1: those were fantastic. You know, yeah. I've always wanted to do poetry because I think it comes from such a deep soul level. And the way you just found those words and put them together to have such meaning, is it's a talent, isn't it? It's an absolute it's a blessing. talent.
0: It's a blessing. I just don't know how to describe it. I don't plan anything. Believe me, they just flow out. A few times I do the edits, but normally it's the first flow, you know, the words.
1: I got it. So I'm going to put you through what I do called rapid spiritual fire. I'm going to mention a particular word, and you just have to tell me what's the first word that comes to the screen of your mind. You ready?
0: Let's hope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Paint or drawing. Paint. Coffee or tea.
0: Tea.
1: The beach or the park. Beach. Beach. Mm, I you're like a beach water. person. Yeah. I like water.
0: Not the swimming, but I like the water water is my inspiration
1: god or religion god soul or body soul laughter or peace peace hmm. thank you <laughs> look salma it's been great having you and you are such an extreme delight and you feel like a mother like a world mother that we just want to hug you and um Sit in your gallery and just paint away, you know?
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, come over sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we would definitely love that. So Salma Arastu, all the very best. Uh, thank you so much for your time and energy as you join us. Is there a website that individuals can get in touch with you if they wanted more information on your work?
0: Sure. It's just with my names. www.salmaarastu.com. So Salma, there are two A's in between, salmaarastu.com. And of course, I'm on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere with just my name,
1: first name and last name. Beautiful. All the very best. Made successful at your feet.
0: Thank you. I'm grateful for this sharing with everybody my work, because that's a blessing again.
1: (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you all right everyone so thank you so much for joining us and if you'd like some more information or, or you were inspired by something that salma said drop us a a direct message either on epilogue or on america meditating radio and if there's a particular guest that you're intrigued by that you'd like me to interview please email and let us know we would love to dig into their hearts and into their minds and to share them with you and the rest of the whole world Really think about this. You know, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And I'm suspecting that we're actually here to learn to love each other the same. You take good care. Thanks again for joining us. Have a wonderful day. When I was asked by Sacred Stories Publishing to write a book on mystical divine experiences, initially I said, no, those are too private. But then when they came back again to urge me to do it, I said, why not? It'll be of service, because over 25 co-authors would, have, would be joining me on this journey to share their own experiences. In meditation, intimate experiences with the divine through contemplating practices, you'll read stories from our co-authors of a heartfelt clarity about a father's death giving his son a new life. You will hear the story of a woman embracing her wounded inner child and healing herself. You will even hear stories about an inexplicable medical miracle and so much more. This book has a life of its own. You will learn how listening to your inner silence can help you overcome life obstacles and reclaim your spiritual power. I hope that you'll be able to dive deep into this and Maybe even explore your own mystical and divine experiences for your life to change, for your life to become one that is completely full and rich of everything good. Enjoy and thank you for looking into meditation, intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices. rice alley restaurant wishes you happy holidays located at 6838 piedmont in gainesville virginia we're a family-owned restaurant and offer authentic asian cuisine and sushi come savor our delicacies made with love and enjoy the perfect ambiance we look forward to seeing you there i'm sister jenna you've been listening to america meditating podcast